Hello, good people, and welcome to the Project Beer Collective. This is episode eight of season eleven, and it's the last episode of this season. Uh, it's amazing I'm, how much quicker they finish when you're only doing eight episodes a season. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's like we just started. Um, I am Chris Shorten. With me is Paul Christoph. Hello. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Good day. And with me is Carl Campbell. Hello. And right now, I have right in front of me. Let's see. I have. Uh, well, let's see. Um, personally, I have three glasses in front of me, but we all have three glasses in front of us. And Were you trying to figure out your three times table week? I was trying to work out the best way to say it. <laughs> you say we all have three glasses in front of us, mm-hmm. or do you say, you know, we've got we've got 12 glasses yeah. on the table? You say we've got eight Pinot glasses and four Australia mm-hmm. glasses? Yeah, there's, there's so many breakdowns here. Uh, so we will we'll get to that in a second. But firstly... Um, by the time you listen to this, it's probably the next day is probably going to be Good Beer Week, and as everyone knows, Good Beer Week is maybe the greatest beer week of the year, especially in the uh, especially in the Melbourne calendar. And what we thought we'd do is actually start breaking down exactly where we think would be good places to go for, go for Good Beer Week. So I'll make a start because I feel like it's very important to mention this before. I think we do this every year, but it's very good to mention this before. Obviously, our ancestral home is the Ale House. And uh, the night before Good Good Beer Week starts, they usually do a Pints of Pots night, which is sort of, it ends up being sort of a raucous mess by the time you turn up there. So I do highly recommend that. Keep an eye out for it. It's like on the, I think it's on the Friday night before Good Beer Week kicks off. But beyond that, what I'm going to start with something that I I had a look through and something I'm quite curious about in the Good Beer Week list, which is... Um, uh, I mean, the Pine of Origins are always quite good, but I'm very curious about the Pine, Pine of Origin Asia, which is on at Captain Melville, Melville just because the, I feel like there are a lot of like Asian breweries I know very little about. And I think it'd be really interesting just to see what they actually have on and see if there's interesting things. From what I can see, there's a Young Masters Brewery, there's Giant Leap, uh, Young Masters in Hong Kong, from Hong Kong, Giant, Giant Leap from China, and... Kuwaito and a few other things. So I think that'd be quite interesting. Um, or at the very least, I'm very curious. Um, what do you guys have? Well, <laughs> to a pint of origins, um, for me, it's Scandinavian beers at MASH is always my um, main one. The New Zealand thing is going to be Foresters this year, but I'm actually, from what I've heard, it's going to be much improved over last year's, which will sort of be interesting, but... Still looking forward to the um, Ale House, obviously being mm. our local. If that's not an official Good Beer Week venue, it always has be good a beer. Whole bunch of interesting New Zealand beers mm. on during the week. So, yeah, but um, yeah, as far as official official Good Beer Week things go, it's the uh, mm. yeah, Scandinavian Pine of Origin stuff. Mm. Mm. Because yeah, there's always those amazing Scandinavian beers, and it'll be always guaranteed to see lots of um, ones we haven't tried before. And of course, I'm guessing, Carl, you'll actually be pruning up these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm both looking forward to the Scandinavian beers that are coming. Uh, having had basically a hand in being able to pick all of them and I'm also dreading it because it's going to be crazy busy. Yeah. Like there's, we're also looking like we might have some sneaky things that will be first time in the country, some of them first time out of their countries of origin. One which hopefully is going onto this the plane this week. If it does, it will be 
probably the most exclusive kegs of Good Beer Week from one of the top five breweries in the world that I am not at liberty to say. <laughs> Is it Budweiser? <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm, I think I'm going to be pop, like sort of bouncing around between mash just through work and also because there's a lot of beers that I want to drink there and yeah foresters and catfish because I'm really mm. curious to see what catfish are bringing over for the UK kind of project well, well that's the one that I was going to bring so um, yeah so they've got the Bermondsey Beer Mile on mm. the on the Saturday afternoon Saturday evening which will be interesting. I mean I won't be in the country for the people have never be been to yeah. the Bermondsey mm. Beer Mile yeah. or the UK it's, yeah. Yeah. and I now live five minutes in the Bermondsey Beer Mile so I, I can just go do that <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, most in, the most interesting one I thought was the Burnley Broom Beer Decathlon actually which oh. sounds really interesting like you take teams of four to six there's like ten events you just you know mix of trivia staff mix of beer tasting staff that's awesome there's some strength thing which I don't know how well that's going to go with a <laughs> crowd of craft beer drinkers but anyway because I think that's on the Sunday afternoon I think also Pinot Rouge in Canada, just because I haven't that many, haven't that, that many Canadian actually, yeah. beers. I reckon yeah. that'll, that'll, that'll be interesting. That's at Mr. West, I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's, yeah. Oh, you don't see too many Canadian out. beers here. Mm. No, like I've only had sort of the one craft Canadian brewery, which is uh, La Trois Musketeer. Mm. Yep. Mm. There's, um, what was it? Dude like, de Seal. Yeah, the Seal, the Bois, but they're all the... Um, you don't see, you used to see Dude Seal. Colson's are like, they're not a craft brewery. <laughs> yeah, um, this is the other one, uh, co- Coconut, yeah. Yeah, yeah Coconut, that's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, Canadians. But, um, uh, all right, what else has everyone got? Um, Melbourne versus the world. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was really fun last year. It's also super good value. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I think it was a $50 ticket, and we ended up getting, uh, like, yeah. well, eight breweries to start, and then everyone was just bringing in like crazy good stuff and rare things and food, like a little bit of food on top of it as well. But yeah, it was great. Like having, because what was it last year? It was Liberty, Oscar Blues, Brooklyn and Wild mm-hmm. Beer from mm-hmm. the internationals. Yeah. And it was so good. You know, being able to you know, have mm-hmm. barrel aged Tempfiddy <laughs> and crazy things like that. And they haven't announced uh, they haven't announced the international ones yet, but for the local ones for that, it's uh, Three Ravens, Hop Nation, Mountain Goat, and Moondog. So um, I don't know how they'll compete against whoever we've got this year. Yeah, I would have perennial. Hopefully, would have definitely gone for that, but unfortunately, I my flight back. I arrived um, late that night, so I won't be able to make that one. But yeah, last year mm-hmm. was yeah really worthwhile. Chaos. There's um the Viking. Beer, oh, beer versus beer versus pig. Pig. Mm-hmm. Beer, yep. Beer versus pig, beer, 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 beer versus yeah. pig. Yeah. So that's 12, 12 Scandinavian beers and again the Scandinavian thing. And twelve um different kinds of charcuterie from just all different Victoria. Victorian mm-hmm. producers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to that a couple of years ago. It's awesome. Promises to be yeah. really good. Um Howler are reopening the mini golf course. That'll be cool. Oh awesome. They're, like Brooklyn Brewery, they're doing about sixteen million events this year. Like that's that's just <laughs> rounded. But you know, yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're doing a lot of stuff. But yeah, they're doing well, the beers. Down, yeah, good work, they're, Mira. They're doing the beers for... Yeah, um, big Bali Mile and all of them? Yeah, um, probably. I would hope so. Um, um, the Grape and Grain, they've got that Buxton event. It's uh, Buxton mm. with the the owner and brewer and then also matched ice cream. So Buxton having done all the ice cream beers yeah. with Omnipolo, 
still going back to Scandinavian years. <laughs> um, but yeah, they so they'll have that, and that'll be pretty interesting because if they're bringing stuff that hasn't come across to Australia, mm. of course. What also is fantastic about Good Beer Week is you have so many excellent brewers from all around the world here. Mm. Then mm. over the coming months, we see all these really interesting collaboration beers because mm. mm. everyone's. So it'd be yeah, really interesting to see what comes out of that because. It can. It's getting. It's getting bigger each year. From the point of view of doing events, it can sometimes be kind of overwhelming mm. and hard to figure out what to do. But yeah, it means we've got a lot more brewers and interesting people around during the week. Yeah, and the only other one that I found, which and just because I'm an LSU fan, um, Pogwa Quarter are doing a New Orleans degustation dinner. So basically, getting five beta beers. I think one of them is brewed just for the festival. We just don't get their stuff over here very often. I think one time I was actually out specifically looking for their beer. And they just couldn't find it anywhere, like in the, in any of the bottle shops in the north. It was weird, but um, seasonal, I suppose, or seasonal imports. It's not really seasonal. Like, yeah, there's no reason why their stock, like the purple hay, should mm. be seasonal or anything like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, five course Creole Cajun degustation plus beer. That sounds pretty good to me as well. I I had um, so at the Royston they're doing lawn bowls in the pub, so indoor lawn bowls with no women beer. Which sounds like could be fun. Mm. Um, and the Royston is always good. And then just up the road from there, it, Moondog are doing uh, the Life Aquatic um, Brew Plus Sisu, which is basically uh, the Wes Anderson film Life Aquatic, which is an awesome Bill Murray um, centered film. Uh, uh, basically, you turn up, turn up to a screen of that with a specially crafted um, uh, beer, and everyone gets a free red beanie. Which I, I'd just go there for the beanie, really. Um, so that looks really cool. That's on the Thursday, but you, everyone can look it up on their damn Good Beer Week apps. Does any have anyone have any other recommendations? Uh, the Rockwell thing. So they got oh, yeah. the um, the burger and garage project, um, different beer and burger pairing every day. So oh, it's fantastic. So if you're week. if you're doing the um, the mash sort of you know Carwin sort of. Uh, mm catfish sort of roots then you need something to eat in between which you should then that would be a sensible place to go to yeah i feel like i'm going to be having a lot of burgers that week <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah i do i do kind of always feel like before good beer week that i have to pretty much eat eat at home and eat as healthy as humanly possible because the following week will be the complete opposite of that yeah life is complicated um well if no one has anything else i think we should move on to the Second, the third and last container for Gabs. Container C. Container C, which thankfully was released like a couple of days ago, just in time for this recording. Uh, all right, uh, who wants to kick this one off? Um, yeah, why not? I'll start off with um, you've got Stomping Ground doing an orange mocha frappuccino. So, uh, the challenge is to only pick beers that will kill Chris. That, that should be a yeah. challenge. So, well. Zoolander, orange mocha frappuccinos did were part of the uh, thing that led to That's very true. several male models dying. Mm. So you know, maybe there's something to that. Look, yeah. it, look, it was a perfectly, it was a perfectly innocent. Um, uh, what is it? Um, petrol bowser fight. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see. I mean, container C may be a petrol contained container. I don't know, but um, is there more to life than drinking really, really ridiculously good beer? It starts off so um, probably not really. Mm. Um, finest English malts, Australian navel, orange juice and rind, chocolate nibs, cacao nibs, chocolate, there's no such thing as chocolate <laughs> nibs, and proud Mary coffee. 
This one's sure to wake you up before you go go. So it's just a cream <laughs> ale, which yeah, I mean, cool. Stumpy Ground mm-hmm. seem to pull off those um, interesting beers quite well, so I think they're quite tasty. Uh, I had the Pina Picante by Shenanigans Brewing, which is uh, a Mexican-inspired habanero goza. Unfortunately, this won't kill you, but... Um, they let me down now. Yeah. It might sound weird on paper, but it probably makes a ton of sense in the glass. Sweet pineapple, salt, and a lick of chili, like tacos al pastor without the pork. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, if they want the real challenge is to make the pork edition. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so Pirate Life is doing a uh, Bionda del Montenegro. It's a 10% Belgian Blondale with Amaro Montenegro added into it. Ooh, and I am mm. a massive fan of Amaro. Sweet. Um, all right, well, Revel Brewing Company are doing Dark Nights Espresso Martini, a sweet stout. Uh, not many things say celebration party time more than Espresso Martini. And that's what we, we've, you've got here in beer form. Locally roasted cold drip coffee and lactose combine for a smooth espresso flavour. There are a lot of coffee, cacao, mm. beers. Mm. Yeah, well, there's there's a there's a mint slice flavor of beer. There's a parfait milkshake as well. Mint slice flavor of beer. Mm. Oh, what a novel idea! <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have to have both of the parfait beers now. Yeah, so the parfait, the other parfait beer is by Slipstream Brewing Company. The parfait milkshake. Hmm. Uh, two break. They're doing please, sir. I want small. So it's a s'mores beer. They put. <laughs> Marshmallows, chocolate, and biscuits into a stout, which um, could be sickly sweet or it could be really well balanced. I'll be interested to know. Where's another one that'll kill Chris as well? Actually, sounds really good. Two Cities Brewing in Taz, who I've not heard of. From Tokyo to Tianan. So, Belgian yeast, American hops, and Japanese yuzu. So, Semi Pro Brewing from uh, Brisbane. They're doing a beer called Don't, Don't Be a Jerk. Brown ale, jerky, and beer. A great combo side by side. However, this is Gab's, and that ain't what it about. The brewery teamed up with Big Wig Jerky and added jerky right at the end of the boil of a multi-English brown ale. Hmm. So there you go. There's your pork or beef added yeah. to the beer. Well, that was, was it two years ago or three years ago when it was all meat beers? Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's oh, right. It was the, the bone marrow. Yeah, yeah, everyone was doing yeah, that's, that something was, that was a theme. things. It's like that. It's like they have a fucking meeting at the same. They're like, okay, this year we're all gonna make beers with like these ingredients. It's like Iron Chef mm. beer or something. Uh, Wayward Brewing, Iron Brewer, maybe the yeah. Iron Brewer. <laughs> Wayward Brewing doing the Tennessee tonic wood aged beer. Wayward made sure to research whiskey sours in depth for attempting this one. They made a strong kettle sour beer, added ginger and apple, then aged it in Jack Barrel Jack Daniel's barrels. So that'll be interesting. And almost as uh, vague as the uh, like details to be announced from um, James Squires is the Yalax <laughs> Sticky Yak. So it's a specialty beer. As sure as yaks love honey, this is a thing, right? This beer will have you coming back for more. Expect a subtle but distinctive honey aroma and flavour, carried by a light multi-palate and soft bitterness. So... Hmm. I, well, I don't it? think that description is getting any more specific. Yeah. I think that's that's final. That's That's locked in. I think that was their... That's what they sent in on the uh, when they. What kind of beer is it? <laughs> like it's got honey. It's a beer that has honey in it's it. A sp- it's a special. <laughs> I want to know more. Um, do, do you? you? <laughs> I, well, I don't. Do I'm not, really? not going to try it. But <laughs> uh, the tall boy and moose chocolate milkshake, five uh, percent sweet stout, creamy stout served on nitro. Uses heaps of chocolate malt, lactose, sugar, vanilla, and even more chocolate. 
uh, luscious, smooth, and a little sensual. Sounds nice. Mm. Well, if we move down to the... Um, oh, you got it's... Willie the Boatman. They are doing <gasps> a Japanese-inspired goes with miso Ooh. and seaweed. Yum. That all makes sense, I suppose. Mm, yeah. They're all kind of, you know, salty kind of flavours. It'd be interesting. Well, there's, um, I guess we're moving off container C onto the, we never really discussed this, the cider. Oh, what's the next on the list, isn't it? It's three wise bird cider from New Zealand. They've got a cider blended with cold brew coffee served on nitro, like an espresso martini cider hybrid, they're calling it. Oh, wow. So that that needs to be tried. That's batshit crazy. Yeah. All right. uh, One more from all of you, if you have one more. Um, Where was it? It was the... Uh, White Lies Brewing from Queensland as well. They are doing a goes, keeping in the theme with beers that'll kill you, with chocolate and orange. I'm sick of people doing chocolate and orange beers. So chocolate will, yeah, chocolate and orange. It's not really the go-to when you think of a goes. No, no, you can you can imagine that as say like um, a dark beer, but no, but you know this is a time for experimentation. Sierra Nevada's doing one as well. I saw that. Yeah. Wood-aged beer. Yeah, it's a um, bright, peppery, Belgian-style triple infused with botanicals from gin barrels. Could be uh, interesting. 10.7% as well. And I think I found the um, the belly button beer for the year. Uh, Shifty Lizard Brewing, the Lizards of Dinner. A 4.5% order bitter looking for more protein in your beer? Infusing ground edible crickets as loved by most lizards, this well-rounded bitter is the perfect side dish to any meal. Whoa. I did not, ex- I did not expect that one. There you go. Maybe if you'd read the list, you wouldn't have been. Because <laughs> it kind of stands out. <laughs> so many. Come on, Chris. Um, I quite like the Sailor's Grave uh, wild strawberries, just because Sailor's Grave tend to do some really interesting things, and I'm very curious just to know what they would do with that. Uh, well, all right. If nobody has anything more, I think we should move on to why we have, uh, well, 12 glasses here. And as promised, we have a special treat. We are doing what they call or some people call, or they, I don't know who they are, call a vertical tasting. And we're doing a vertical tasting of what, people? Martin Goat's um, Barrel Breed Imperial Stouts. So the 2015, the 2016, and the 2017. Um, specifically because you found them at the back of your cupboard? Well, uh, these, these weren't so much finds. Like, I always knew they were there. But, um... This wasn't like the time you found Coxine's Courage in the back of the mm, cupboard. No, that, that, was, that was different. Yeah, or the time I found the uh, Cyclo Stout. Yeah, exactly. Which I still actually have. But um, and now we've got we're pairing this with um Vietnamese chocolates. Like, mm. oh, I should have should have had cyclist out with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, it's been a while, so it's time to probably time to do it, right? Mm. I realised sort of when I was going through was rearranging my cupboard. Not so much the I knew I knew I had a lot of Mountain Goat beers, but it's just the fact that I actually have a lot of beers that have been aging. It's you know, probably time to start mm. drinking mm. some of them. So this seemed like a good idea. Well, last week we had the idea, didn't we? While at yes. and we were drinking and Carl was working. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we came through on our plans and here we are. So, it's uh, yeah, it's very interesting. It's interesting to see the differences in the bottles. 
So you're... So they've clearly changed... Um, well, every year they've changed. So 2015, it's Imperial Stout. Mm-hmm. Then in 2016, it's Imperial Stout 2016, which is sort of the main thing. And then we're back to Imperial Stout. Mm. But, but now it has winter 2017. Because that's when they started doing more than one a year, was it? Or something? One stout. I, don't, mm. I think they only do the mm. one stout. Yeah, I one, think at least one barrel breeze. That they, I mean, they might yeah, do yeah, other yeah. stuff, but I think it's just right. this. This is this is still yeah. a once a year release. I'm pretty sure. So uh, yeah, twenty fifteen has the date, but to the month. So twenty fifteen says May May twenty fifteen. Best after June twenty fifteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the twenty sixteen just says twenty sixteen, and yeah, the twenty seventeen says winter twenty seventeen. First two aged for two months in Lark whiskey barrels. And the 2017 was aged in Starwood whiskey barrels. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a um, difference in their descriptions on the side of what a barrel breed is. So in 2015, it says a uh, barrel breed, special brew, stored for a period of time, blah blah blah, in either whiskey or wine barrels. Hmm. By the time you get to 2016, you continue on to 2017. It's um, aged in whiskey barrels, hmm. and aged for a period of t- yeah. Just wine barrels. So obviously they were doing wine and whiskey barrels, but now they've decided just to age things in whiskey, whiskey. barrels. Um, 2015 seems interesting to give more detail. So obviously you have the best after um, date for drinking, but it also says for your enjoyment, decant off the yeast into a wide mouth glass. Whereas the next, Oh, we didn't do any of that shit. No, so. the, next, the next two years just say serve lightly chilled. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the decanting stuff seems like a lot of work. Clearly, they're technically meant to still be decanted and that, but more something so. to do with accessibility. Mm. Maybe. People yeah. see that, people get scared away when they see things like decanting and whatnot. Mm. Mm. Interesting to know mm. the reasoning behind that. Maybe Mick can tell us next time we see him. Yeah, yeah, we'll just bother him until he tells us. So do we want descriptions? We have descriptions in the... I think, uh, in I the think we right. Descriptions are good. Right, so 2015. <clears throat> The first thing that strikes you is how much impact the two months inside the French oak that once housed the whiskey has had on this beer. Um, do we reckon it was like in the war, like, <laughs> like, like last week? Well, I would hope it is. Uh, the aroma is less of the dense roast dark chocolate leather or molasses that one might expect. Instead, there's a juiciness there, a, spice, a fruity, spicy character from the whiskey that takes centre stage. Backing up the whiskey is much in the way of creaminess, Chocolate and vanilla to the fore with the roast playing a supporting role. It's a sort of beer for which the words such as luxuriant and decadent were invented. That's 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2016. These all smell really different as well. Yeah. Having just already had a sip of them. Yeah, um, like you bringing up the wine barrel, like I can immediately pick that one up even if, you, like even if I didn't know the years. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, our second release of an Imperial Stout in our barrel breed program. This year we were again helped by our mates at Lark Distillery in Tasmania with their barrels giving the beer distinct vanilla and whiskey sweetness to the nose and palate. It's an extremely full-bodied beer, high in alcohol. Drink it alongside blue cheese or chocolate pudding with vanilla ice cream. Being high in alcohol, this beer will age and improve potentially many years to come. Time will mellow the bitterness, bring the malt forward and create a gentle sherry-like character. Sell it carefully away from heat and light or drink it now if you prefer. I don't know mm-hmm. if I agree with that. We'll get to that. Um, 2017. 
This is our third annual barrel breed Imperial Stout and the first batch that's been aged in fresh whiskey barrels from the Starwood Distillery. The 2017 vintage is a painstaking blend of the luckiest 13 barrels, two didn't make the cup, and a fresh sweet porter brewed to, to balance out the intense whiskey character of the fresh barrels. A blend of fruit esters, chocolate malt, and whiskey notes make this makes this brew reminiscent of the brandy-soaked Christmas pudding your mum insists on making every year despite the 35-degree heat. Luckily, this beer is perfectly suited for these chilly winter nights. Enjoy now or sell off for up to three years. There you go. Sweet. The, the three All right. now, things we are drinking. Now, this is a, this is a vertical tasting, so... I've n- I've not consciously done a vertical tasting before. What do us and people at home have to do? Uh, I think well, you just start at one end and you have a bit, and you go to the other end basically, and you just okay. sort of absorb the differences and the similarities and all that sort of. I think the key is to have them all poured, mm. so you kind of you know sip. Yeah, we don't just drink one and then drink mm. the next one, drink the next one. That would defeat the purpose. Well, it would I defeat a it purpose. Yeah, but it would still be. I believe if you do that, that's a that is a horizontal wine taste. Oh, beer tasting or wine tasting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it makes complete sense. Mm. Right. I found that out on the wiki how that I looked at. Uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> so 2015 then. 2015 we're starting with. Um, out of curiosity, did the wiki how have like the really awkward sort of um, line drawings that they usually do? Yes, as always. Especially one of the drunk, pe- drunk person being like, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you drink a beer. <laughs> Like um, you do vertical, horizontal. Like, are there other dimensions that you can um, diagonal taste in? Diagonal. It's when you do one and then two side by side and then another one by itself. What about an IMAX tasting? <laughs> that's uh, that's Pascal's tasting when you sort of yeah. Fibonacci's tasting when you go <laughs> when you go and do it in that in that, in that sort of those sorts of numbers. He used to have some wild tasting old uh, Fibonacci. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He was the tasting king. Really. That's how he came up with his bloody sequence. He just sort of sat there, like you know. <laughs> I'll have one beer, then I'll have one beer, then I'll have two beers, then I'll have three beers, then I'll have five beers, then I'll have eight beers, and then I'll have 11 beers. Um, that's a joke for all the Fibonacci fans at home. Mm. I probably fucked up at least one of those numbers anyway. <laughs> Get, moving on. Yeah, all right. Sorry, sorry to all the Fibonacci uh, yeah. experts well, out there. The Fibonacci files out there amongst you. Well, we, we know that many of our fans are Fibonacci files, so it's just like, sorry guys, sorry. All right, I've had the first two, and... Uh, vertical. Do I go for the third one as well? Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. But what what are people what are people thinking while we're doing all this? So just immediately, like hitting that second one, which is the one that had also the wine barrels. Immediately notice the difference between the other two. Like you definitely mm, get yeah. that whiny kind of character to it. Mm. It's almost mm. it almost tastes sour compared to the first yeah. one. Like you have the yeah. first one, you drink the second one, you're just like, is this some sort of yeah. like you know? Sour stout or something still, like that. You can still taste the bourbon. Yeah. In 2015. Mm. Or the whiskey. But it's, um, it's mellowed out. It wants very mellow. Mm. Very smooth. Yeah. It's very chilled. Whereas, yeah, the 2017 is still quite bitey. Yeah. Mm. Right. And, yeah, the smell of that middle is very different. Mm. 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 Yeah, and the 2017, just like putting them side by side, that side by side with the 2015, you can, like the difference in the whiskey barreling. That's right. And also that, was it that one was cut with a different beer as well? Yeah, that a porter, that brewed a porter yeah. to help cut the, um, some of the, the whiskey flavour, the booziness down. All right, um, 
What's the best method? Where, I mean, should we see what people think about this stuff? Yep. Right. Sure. Um, put them all in the same glass. Yeah. Well, maybe and what we can do <laughs> is if is if the three of us yes, we look up it. different different ones, right? So I'm on the 2015 one yeah, now. So, so. I'll bring up 2016 then. Yeah, and then Carl, if you bring up 2017. Yep. This here, here we have. We have an efficient <laughs> way of getting through the process. Yes. Winning. All right. Uh, 2015 then. 2015. I think we've got, if we're going to do this, we should obviously be mentioning dates. Yes, mm. that's a very yes. good point. If it's from three years ago. Well, should we start? What's the, um, what's the average? Uh, so the average for the 2015 is 4.52. 4.1 for 2016. And 4.2 for the 2017. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so Gary G. So this is December... 2017, so this okay. is more than two years after. For the 2015. For the 2015. Whiskey balances the cocoa and coffee nicely, smooth finish, and has just a faint hint of booze, has aged nicely, 4 out of 5. Hmm? Yeah, 2016. We've got a uh, Kyle Campbell, 20th of July, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> nice variety of flavours, a lot of port in there. Quite rich, but it hides the booziness of it really well, 4.5. It's quite, a, it's quite an interesting experiment, this. Go. Uh, so Simon M from January 5th, 2018. Uh, super thick. The head kind of sticks to the glass when you roll it around. Amazing stout, 4.5. Hmm. Uh, Jared P at Corner Home Thai, November 26, 2015. So this is in the year of release. Surprisingly average, I think their barrels are infected as this was overcarved, slightly lactic and lacking body and lack character, 3.75. Interesting. It's pretty harsh. So a lot of those things now. Mm. Uh, Mick P at Parkside. Not sure how I felt about this. Was missing mouthfeel. Also had an on taste, odd taste of overripe cantaloupe. Three stars. I'm not getting cantaloupe. No, no not at all. Uh, not for the 60. 70? <laughs> so, uh, Stuart M at the Malt House on the 31st of December 2017. That's pretty awesome that they did at the Malt House. Licorice, Christmas pudding, port wine, hints of well-fried mushrooms on toasted rye bread. <laughs> as complex as my relationship with classy foo-foo. <laughs> 4.5. That is awesome. Um, it is probably equally as complex as like complex as complex as my relationship with um, roasted mushrooms um matthias you september 19 2015 fucking amazing barrel aged imperial snout sweet buttery booze delicious godliness five stars <laughs> so maybe someone got a dodgy bottle that i, I think there, yeah. there were some dodgy bottles here because a few someone had one that didn't like it said it was an infected mm-hmm. bottle we've got kaz g and adam d both at lumpy's bar and grill i assume they had the same bottle Mm-hmm. Both drain poured it. Which oh. is, um, wow. A shame. Wait, just flipping back a step. Is that place called Lumpy's Bar and Grill? Yeah. That's awesome. I have no idea where it is, but um, never heard of it. Lumpy's. I'll look that up. Here we go. Let's um, see. Um, this, hopefully it's not named after like the Happy Tree Friends character because then, <laughs> then only disaster can occur from going to Lumpy's Bar and Grill. Poor Lumpy. Lumpy's Bar and Grill. No, it keeps giving, keeps going to the uh, dude instead of the. Uh, here we go. Category nightclub. Sure. Okay, I think I think that might just be someone's house. Okay. Looking by the location of that uh, pin, um, let's get a actual check in. Um, 
Du, 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 du. Very smooth start. It's not interesting. Here we go. BM at Black Heart and purchased it at Black Heart and Sparrows. Gave it five stars. Hmm. Wow, those whiskey barrels certainly left their mark, tipping an incredible stout into the realm of perfection. Followed by um, Jesse M. Meh, not picking up bugger or lark in it. Wait, not picking up bugger or lark, which means he is picking up lark because yeah. he's yeah. loads of lark. Three stars. <laughs> so Hugh J. Who I'm assuming is Hugh Jackman. Hugh. Mm. Has to be. On September the 27th, 2017, had it at petition. Repeat offense. This brew is so good that if Kim Jong-un had a bottle, all problems on the Korean Peninsula would be solved. Please bottle. <laughs> um, that seems like something Hugh Jackman, a.k.a. Wolverine, would say. Um, Jared P. at the Two All Shed. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Surely yeah. that's not actually in... Uh, oh, click on it. Let's find out. Where, where is that? No, it's a home. So oh. it's someone's name, their home. Uh, 2015, way better than when I had it originally. Cheers, all for beer, 4.25. On draft. Mm. I find this very unlikely yeah, that someone's yeah. having it at their private home on draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of even worse than a late, late check-in. It's a location <laughs> late check-in. Uh, some dude, I, I didn't, I tried to restrain <laughs> myself, but now, I, now some, some dude on like the previous videos is like, ah, oh, yeah, check this in three days, had this three days, like no one gives a shit that you had it three days ago. Just like, just, just <laughs> check it in. Of relevance to nobody. That's right. No one cares. No one cares. What I'm finding interesting with this 2016 now, um, going back now, a lot of check-ins from 2016, um, bit too sweet, overly sweet seems to be the common hmm. comment. And it's certainly, and I do tend to pick up when these beers are too sweet, and it's not too sweet anymore. So yeah, it's not sweet at all. Actually, I would argue. The yeah, it's really interesting. It's super smooth, really. To think, um, what? Yeah, what's happened to it? Mm. Mm. It's actually growing. Like even in the time between when I had my first sip and now. Mm. Actually, my opinion on this beer has like changed completely because the first sip, the the, on the, the smell of it, twenty yeah. the smell of it, and when I tasted it, I just went, I do not like this. Mm. Now I quite like it. Like it's it's kind of gone full circle. Yeah. it's, it's mm. quite interesting. It was my least favorite. And it's yeah, changing. Mm. Actually, liking it a lot now. Daniel G, fourth of October, twenty sixteen. Late check in, four point two five. And he spelled check in <laughs> wrong <laughs> as well. It's like late check in, late check in. Oh. Like chicken. Now, if you're right, like chicken, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good comment. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if the chicken's late, then I agree. Yeah. You should crack a beer because, like, you know, yeah. everyone needs their chicken. So well, basically, so basically, we're trying to either kill Chris or trigger Jeff on this on these episodes. That's basically, <laughs> what we're doing. Um, Gary G, 2017 December for the 2015. Um, oh no, hang on, I already read his. Sorry, Will. New Year's New Year's bears. News bears, not beers, bears from the cellar. Well, that's not a good news start to New Year's if no. you find a fucking bear in the cellar. <laughs> this was... It asks so many questions. Maybe they do have a bear trapped in the cellar. That's right. This was great, and this is something I can relate to. Should have stopped here and not a bottle of cognac later. It's like, you know, yeah. for me, it's whiskey. It's like, yeah, I should not have had that bottle of whiskey after the beer. So, yeah, well, no. Or should not have had that really, really super good beer. After we'd already had all the other... Like, oh, no, that's okay. Because normally the, the beer I'm sharing with you guys, mm. like it's normally like, yeah, mm. the whiskey, if I'm just sort of sitting there by myself drinking <laughs> whiskey, that's not a good outcome. Uh, so Maurice C had this undrafted mountain goat in on September 1st, 2017. Mm. I guess I'll give it a five. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, yeah. 
<laughs> Tim S at the Mining Exchange, 23rd July 2016. 2016 start, so smooth. He's used a comma, but then capitalized tastes, which is a bad move. <laughs> Tastes lighter than I assume it to be. Only two dots, not three dots. What? In saying that, what a great taste. Amazing. And then um, he's commented on his own check-in. Where's the edit option? I forgot the rating like a Dallo. And then Dallo, Dallo Lama has commented. Ha ha ha. I enjoy my no ratings, but have been better lately. And have been better later. And then his comments after, lately. <laughs> Tim Stevens, there's a seat here for you when you get back here and a beer token. Then Andrew has popped up from nowhere. There is an edit option now. Go back into the check-in. Should look like a pen. Wait, an editor or a better? An edit option. Oh, okay. It is very difficult to get to the edit option. Yeah. Oh, so and Tim S has not taken up that so option. Hard. So he still has not rated it. He's continued his Dallow-like behavior. <laughs> Fucking Dallow. David H. had this at Bidalux in Sydney on September the 1st, 2017. Times two amazeballs. If I drink more of this tonight, I'll be arrested. Should be a controlled substance. <laughs> no, four and a half on that. Uh, Jeff Hansen. This is 2015, July 25, 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Very nicely done. Smooth velvety imperial stout. Full and roasty with a coconut vanilla oaken offset. <laughs> All right, uh, one more rant, one more random um, curve. Uh, uh, Chris F, this is the earliest check-in I can find at the Ale House Project. So it would have been on tap, 15th of July, 2016. Not my style, but wow, all caps, would recommend 4.5. So that's what I like. Mm. Not his style, but can appreciate that it's a good beer and a good mm. version of its style. Mm. Good check-in. Uh, Chris, I had this at the Royston in August... That that, uh, that that sounded like Chris I had this at the Royston. I not Chris the, I, I had Chris this Isaac. at the Royston. Punctuation is important. It's a wicked uh, game. A, a brute a of game. a beer, bold, strong, packs a punch. Tastes more like a great scotch though than a stout, which I disagree with. <laughs> this was a, if this was a scotch, I'd be really under impressed. <laughs> no, like 4.25. All right. How do we rate this? What do we think? How do we how do we say what needs to be said here? Uh, it's really well, interesting. Like the point what I was saying before, I, 2015 was probably my favourite when we first poured them. Mm. But the more I drink it, the more I'm liking 2016 now. Mm. So I think what we need to do is we all need to have at least one more sip of each, and yep. then we can go around and and rate it. How, how about we do? Yeah, that? I, I think it's more uh, we put them in order mm. for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that works. A, a ranked system. Mm. Yep, I'm down with that. All right, I've. I'm slowly getting through the beers, again. Mm. As we all are. Um, I'm also like saying things um, because otherwise it's just a lot of us yeah. picking up. I think it might also be useful to sort of think about how you might rank these. Say, if you had it in. A year's time or two mm. years' time, right? So I, st- I still have a 2017 mm. um, Imperial Stout and a 2016. So I would suggest we yeah. do this again. And I'm guessing um, that 2015 that I saw that I checked in in um, May last year is 
you're missing 2015. Probably, probably, yes. <laughs> yep, probably is, probably is. So, so I, we, we probably had it after we'd had too many beers already. Probably, probably had, got, maybe had it after watching Firewalker or something. Yeah, that's right. Probably got back to the Arca and we we're like, yeah, let's drink that. Uh, anyway, so, but yeah, we should, like, because the 2018 will come out. So we could we should do this yeah. again yeah. in, like, in 12 months' time or in 24 months' time. Mm. And, and, you know. Well, yeah. it seems to be every year we seem to do a vertical goat of some mm-hmm. yeah, description, that's right. don't we? that's right. That's right. As sure as a sure-footed as a mountain goat. Except the um, the Christmas. I saw that. The yeah, Christmas you, stout from the Christmas ale. Sorry, from <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Just going through my beers that I'm aging, and I looked at the bottle. It's like ah, drink it, drink immediately, or enjoy fresh. It's like well, it's like, fuck. That was six months. That was five months ago. Four months ago. <laughs> so so and that could be what we drink after this. <laughs> well, it needs to be drunk. It's true. Fresh. It does. And we could been, do this. We've been told. Rory. We could do this with Rory from Mountain Goat. When they release the Ooh, we imperial stout, mm, that's a good idea. Right. All of these. Are we should do it with Kenny, the forklift driver. Yes. I'm yes. Sure he's, I'm sure he's forgiven us by now. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Kenny. Sorry, Kenny. All right. Uh, are we going to rank these? Should we rank these? Um, but I do agree, Jeff, that um, we need to, because um, my initial thought was. Like my personal thought is, twenty sixteen is my favorite, but I wonder after a year whether the twenty seventeen will reach a similar sort of zenith. Mm. Um, what do we think, Pip? Yeah, I think the it's, it's interesting that I should like the twenty fifteen more, and I liked it more when I first sipped each one. But the twenty sixteen is just a bit more complex, and the more you drink, the more the more it stands out. So for me, yeah, 2016 is the best. 2015 next and mm. 2017, it's actually tasting closer to the other two than I expected. So I think it still is really fantastic and I think it could be really, really good in another mm. year or two. And, and, yeah. and that, that was kind of my thinking, right? So I'm, I'm with you, actually. I think the 2016 is, is my favourite, having been by far my least favourite when I first started this whole mm. process. And 2015, 2017, but I think the 2017 just needs more time. Yeah, like you can, as a mm. base beer, it's, yeah, it's, it's it arguably could be the best of the three. Mm. Yeah. If you were to have yep. them all with the same amount I agree. Of like, I think it's just in terms of how they're, the 2015 and the 2016, how their flavors are, that 2017 sits like perfectly dead center between them mm. in terms of like bridging the gap. Mm. But yeah, I agree that it probably doesn't have enough age on it. It's still got that sharpness to the mm. top. So using your words, Chris, it's amazing. I know. I mean, and they're actually the right words as well. That's right. I'm just freaked out as you. It's like you're paid to do words. <laughs> and if we use the logic of um, people that talk about biovers, we can only deduce that um, the bio bio has improved the quality of the beers. Can, mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, 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 no, because because I think um, correlation, causation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because the twenty fifteen I think was the because twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen were both post buyer. I think twenty fifteen was maybe just twenty fifteen would have been just great. prior. Like would have been literally. I think one of the check ins I saw was like celebrating Asahi's buyout of Mountain Goat or something like mm. that. So it must have been released just before it happened. I suppose it's Asahi mm. don't. It's a shame because Asahi don't. Do Asahi own any like whiskey distilleries? So you got Suntory own. Oh, Suntory's Suntory. Mm. Yeah, who owns Yamazaki? I don't know. They own themselves, or that they must be owned by someone. Bigger. Are they owned? Does I, he own them? I, I, no, I. 
Yeah, don't quote me on this. We can look mm. it up on the break. I'm uh, pretty Nika. sure... Nika. Nika owns... Asahi and Nika. Asahi and Nika. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Suntory is Yamazaki. I think so. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. it is. It's basically, yeah, they're all one thing except Nika, basically, which is owned by Hazai. The rest of them are, are all... I think they're all... Like, so... All Suntory, all Suntory the, all Jinbei, the ones. isn't it? Yeah, so Suntory, so. Yamazaki, and the... Um, Where the big one? Big two, really? Yeah, Hibiki. Hibiki, Hibiki yeah. is Suntory. It's Suntory's off, yeah. So, okay. yes, they're all the one family. And then, yeah, yeah Nick is the other one. That's yeah. Off. yeah, and then there's your very, very small guys. There. Yeah, yeah. But that'd be cool. I mean, gosh, can you imagine mountain goat doing something? Asian Nicker barrels? Yeah. That'd apparently. be cool. Goat, if you're listening, and this is what was suggested. Uh, so, I think, did we all think that right now, the, um, the 2016, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm 16, 15, 17 in that order. Yep. Yeah, agreed. All right, now we need to put numbers. We need numbers because oh, right. the numbers need to go into the thing, right? So um, I'm going to say 4.5 for the 16 and 4.25 for both of the other two. I'm going to rip off Christoph completely. Yep. Yep, I'm on that. I'm mirroring my statement from a year ago. It's, <laughs> it's a 4.5 for the 2016. Done deal. Perfecto. So this has been the last episode of this season. I know it's an eight-episode season. Uh, but we did tell you. Exactly. Um, at the start of the season. Uh, we hope you really enjoy Good Beer Week and get it. basically make sure you've got plenty of sick days because you're going to need several of them. Yeah, well, our post will be up on the, uh, on the city yes. website. Yes. Jeff wrote a post on things you should do mm-hmm. and how to... Um, so my for, plan for your week. My triumphant return. <laughs> um, and if anyone's wondering what Michael Helm is doing, he just checked in the Daddy Cole from Boat Rocket 31 seconds ago at Carwin Cellars. There for their, um, all their birthday beers mm. are still on tap. Good work, Mr. Helm. Um, tap list. That, so on that note, um, I think we should finish up for this season and this episode. Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. We've been Carl Campbell. Adios. We've been Jeffrey Chi. See you weeks. We've been Paul Christoph. Until next time. We've been Chris Shorten. And we'll talk to you all soon. Okay.